The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Take your leadership to the next level. It's time for the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland of FX Missions. Hey, Scott McClelland here with you. All right. Hey, just a little housekeeping item here on what you're about to enjoy. This is a multi-part series uh, with Caleb Lawrenson. Caleb took time to join us from his home in Chiang Mai, Thailand. The audio sounds awesome. Trust me, I know. But I think you're going to really enjoy this series. He, he uh, took some time and broke it down with me about one of the leaders he's come to recently admire. I think uh, you're going to end Maybe feel the same way. Uh, Jean Bonnier, 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 Bonnier. Anyway, it's a French name, and I, according to the French, cannot do very good with my accents. I'm not going to argue. But nonetheless, this is a very inspiring character. This is a multi-part series. Caleb, I think, sits in with us for four sessions. So you're going to want to check all those out straight ahead, coming at you, profiles and leadership from the leadership moment with Caleb Lawrenson from Chiang Mai, Thailand. We feel like we're the <laughs> we're the new chosen or something. Yeah. I mean, I you know it's, it can be a very arrogant context yeah. uh, where where threat and cajoling and suspicion and enmity exist. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, help us get past that and and to look for the Christ in each other and look for the the contribution in each other that is clearly there. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited that you you picked this guy, and for those reasons, it it you know, is instructive. I think. Yeah. But it's also interesting that he that he tried to keep the door open, and it sounds like he did keep he the door did, open to this day. Yeah, they've got houses wow. that are, and some of the houses in India are run by what I would consider Christ following Hindus. In mm-hmm. some of the Muslim countries, they're multi faith led by a, a Muslim, but their Christians and Muslims are living with intellectually disabled and physically disabled people. So he, yeah, he stuck with that one. Right. Yeah. Very good. I'm happy to hear that. I think that there's some instruction in there that we could take from each other and yeah. I take from him, yeah. you know, that uh, really is, is powerful. Yeah. So let, let's unpack Jean Bonnier a little bit more here okay. and see if we can get a get a perspective on what type of outcome or what kind of result he produced. Mm. You, you've already said he was, uh, you know, regarded in a big way yep. by the people who had relationship with him and, mm-hmm. and were a part of what he's doing. Seems like a big, joyful, powerful, but gentle kind of person. Yep. Does that consistent with what you learned? It is. It's absolutely consistent. 
those kind of statements are made yeah regularly throughout a number of books to me it's it's we think i think a lot of times that circumstances difficult circumstances let's see about the fallout of war and the carnage mm-hmm. of human fallenness and all that kind of stuff we think a lot of times that that does nothing the only effect of that is to jade people, you know, I mean, like to mm-hmm. nourish a grudge yeah. against God and humanity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it sounds like he was motivated and maybe he had that initial motivation in part of the way the Lord built him or part of his calling, if you will, yeah. from his uh, early years that he saw you sort of the wasteland of humanity as an opportunity to serve. And I think you've got to have an enduring hope yep. to do that. If there's not hope there, you're probably not going to act. And I think one of the components that spoke to me most about the development of himself, and it, and it really is a big part of his message, is that in what would roughly the same stage of life that he was, that I'm in, in his mid to late thirties is when he kind of launched this stuff. He really started to embrace deeply his own brokenness and frailty and also rejecting power and striving for success (laughs) and choosing to Mm. live with two intellectually disabled men in a small Mm. house in rural France when the entire world was at his fingertips. Yeah. And he chose to be taught and to be transformed. And he was willing to be transformed by people he could barely talk to. And he sat in that place of pain and discomfort and difficulty and learned from it and grew from it and rejected the pull of success all the time. And this comes up. He, he, in fact, he says this, I think just, nails it. He says, we are in a culture where power, beauty, and capacity have value. And those who are less capable or apparently have less gifts should be got rid of. So this is a part of culture, a culture of force and individual success. Each one going up, going up the ladder as high as they can go and get promotion and money and all this kind of stuff. And it's all got mucked up. There is a culture that is saying, I have to be more powerful than my neighbor. And by being more powerful than my neighbor, I learn I don't share with people. I learn to be above them. And he goes on to say, he says, how can this change? The question will always be, how can we lose power? And so <laughs> when you have a man and a leader who's, mm. who's asking how can we lose power? And I grew up in this charismania that is obsessed with power <laughs> of, of yeah, getting more. Yeah, and I read somebody who says, the question you should be asking yourself is how can you lose power? <laughs> and it's really dis, <laughs> disarming. But then when you look at the fruit and you say, oh, There are 168 communities in 37 countries on five continents led by a guy who says, how can you lose power? (laughs) And it just, and then you say, well, what does God care about? Does God care about your Instagram pastor? 
yes, he cares about them, but seriously, like, is Jesus actually interested in your Instagram account or is he interested in how you're loving your neighbor? (laughs) (laughs) So I just like, he's such an iconoclast and counterculture to the pervading messages in, in American Christianity right now that it just like is this massive cup of fresh water for me. And I think mm-hmm. that thought Dude. informs, no, I don't think from what I've read, it, it is his leadership style. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. But you know, that that's, you talk about counterintuitive. Yeah. I mean, and I want to, I want to weigh in with like, uh, you know, I, I find it hard to express with emphatic, with with proper emphasis, uh, yeah. how much I totally agree with what you're saying there, because and what he said, you know, one thing that we don't realize, and this is in a lot of ways is American culture. Yeah, yeah. If you were going to get, if people were going to get mad at me, uh, they're about to. <laughs> but uh, American culture, we, you, when you're born into something, you don't you don't see it. Yeah. It's invisible. It's the lens on your eye that shapes all that you see, but you don't see the lens. That's culture. And that's what we're born into here. We don't realize not just American culture, but American Christian culture. We have a need to dominate yeah. that we don't see in Jesus. Yeah. You don't find the motive of domination in the Christ we say we love. And I I think because we're born into this environment, it's in your mother's milk. Nobody tells you go out and dominate, son, or you're better than everyone else, especially all the other cultures of the world. Nobody tells you that, but it is there. And it's so, so ingrained as not to be noticeable. Absolutely. So we have from time to time a person or people that that come onto the landscape of our purview that so cut cut across everything that we didn't realize that we knew and were motivated by yeah. by the contrast they offer us this is this is that guy yeah he's one of those guys yeah he's a, he's a test i think a lot of people i think we come in contact with who are different from us are put there but by the lord to test us, to see if we really want to learn or want to grow uh-huh. or, or want to embrace something different. Yeah. And when we're encountering those people personally, I think a lot of times we're a test for them as well. I've seen that go tragically wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you probably have too. I've, I've been I'm on sure both sides it's, of that one. <laughs> Yeah. So I just want to emphasize that when we come in contact with someone who's got, obviously they have completely different things that animate their life. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity for us to broaden our perspective. I remember one old trainer who said, you know, the highest form of intelligence is to hold two opposing thoughts in the mind at the same time yeah. and still be able to function. Yeah. And that's hard. I mean, it really is hard, but it's worthwhile. Yeah. And I think it works to our depth when we consider people who are different from us. Yeah. And in some ways we might find our own, we might find something out important about our own calling. 
please continue joining us for the ongoing series here on Jean Bonnier with Caleb Lawrenson. And thanks for being a part of the FX Missions Leadership Moment. Profiles in Leadership. This Leadership Moment was produced in partnership with Engaging Missions. Have your leadership question answered by contacting Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit FX Missions to learn more about how you can grow your leadership and engage in missions. Visit engagingmissions.com for encouragement, insight, and resources from missionaries, ministry leaders, and church planters.